What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. What's up, guys? Good morning, everybody. Hello, hello, everyone. Top of the day your way. Disclaimer, anything you hear today on this podcast is not our opinion. Well, it's our opinion, but not JFW's opinion. <laughs> something like that. Just something we came <laughs> up with, right? Don't sue us, That's what that means. Episode 28 did well. It had 311 downloads, and we actually went over 8,000 all-time downloads. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Great. Thanks, everybody, for listening. To celebrate that, we bought these badass mic booms. The studio's looking a little different today, and I'm not hunched over my mic trying to talk right and yeah it's it's good and I, and I brought my best dad joke to celebrate you say that <laughs> <laughs> we'll see uh, uh, well time for the dad joke challenge jim <laughs> since you feel so confident we're gonna let you go last yeah yeah, yeah thanks i appreciate the, that save the best for bring, last bring it up huh? i'll go first because i don't know that mine's so great but super dave this one's for you since you told me you used to be a hippie right Sort of, yeah. Sort of hippie? So, <laughs> I mean, not super hippie with all flowers on my, you know, clothes and stuff, but I used to have some pretty long hair and okay. hung Come out with on, that crowd. man. <laughs> <laughs> Got the bell bottoms going. And, uh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Soup, do you know why the lifeguard couldn't rescue the hippie? I do not. He was too far out. <laughs> too far out. Far out, far man. Far out, man. Oh, that is funny. You know, in my later years, I've turned the page and I'm more into learning and knowledge now. So uh, rather than being far out, well, this is kind of far out, actually. What is the most frightening word in nuclear physics? Hmm. Big wow. bang. <laughs> it's a bomb. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh dave you're crushing it man uh, that was a good one good Oops. delivery yeah really good all right well with all the stuff that's been in the papers lately with johnny depp and amanda heard and all that mess and stuff made me think of a pirate joke and there was a pirate walked into a bar and he had a towel on his head bartender says what's with the towel the pirate says Arr, I've got a bounty on me head. <laughs> Is that an awesome dad joke or what? I feel, like, I feel like you told that one. I probably uh, have. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Well, I'm right, going to... Drum gonna, roll, okay. drum roll, please. <laughs> the drum roll. Are we ready? Okay, so what do you get when you cross poison ivy and a four-leaf clover? A poison clover. Hmm. A bad rash. <laughs> no. Well, close, Dave. Oh. A rash of good luck. Oh. <laughs> oh I like that. Uh, I got one more. I was going to save it till next week, but... Man, you keep doing the twofers. I know. I just like to tell jokes. It's <laughs> the only thing I'm good at. Do you know why they don't recommend blind people go skydiving? Blind people go skydiving? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't see the ground? I don't know. It's too scary for the dogs. <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's funny. Expressed Man. opinion. I was going to say, I bet you Stevie Wonder's done that because he's raced cars. He's done all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. 
New drivers, we got Israel Coronado, and he likes to go by Ish, and Kumbay Ganane. Welcome, guys. Yeah, welcome, you guys. Yeah, welcome, I did not everyone. know that. I'll have to write that down, Ish. Celebrations, birthday, we got Johnny Beret and Tracy Holloway. They shared a birthday on the 10th, which ah. was what, yesterday? Happy birthday, guys. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday, you guys. And then Tufu, please be careful. His birthday is Friday the 13th. Oh, good nice. luck. Good luck for him, though. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Anniversaries, we got Rosario Garcia, Mr. Perfecto, five years on the 8th. Oh, I need to get him his jacket. I got a jacket for you, child. And then uh, JR, he's in Mexico right now, but he hit six years on Monday. And then Dan Pulciani hit one year on the 10th. Wow, so, congratulations, awesome. you guys. There's some big ones in there, five Absolutely. and six years. Absolutely. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, thanks. Dan for, for a year. Yeah. Thanks, yep. Rosario, man. Been great five years, buddy. Yep. And JR, same thing for you. Great six years. I, you know, great one year for Dan and, and everybody. When you guys are here, it's awesome. Yeah, I feel like Dan just walked through the door yesterday. Yeah, that's right? crazy how yeah. fast yeah. time goes. Absolutely. Yeah, one yep. year already. Holy yep. cow. And then uh, Norma Barraza, she wanted to say thank you for her birthday card and presents. So that's Hosanne 0049's wife. Yeah, if you're, if you're listening, Norma, happy birthday. Yep. Absolutely. Happy birthday. <clears throat> shout outs. Steve Jackson, a.k.a. Big Country, wants to give a shout out to 0043. Jesus Varela for using his tarp cable to get him going. Mm-hmm. Edwin in 003 wants to give a shout out to Chewy at Plant 2 and the fellas at Plant 11 and 14 who load the rubble kindly. They take their time to break up the pieces and load it carefully. Shout out to those caring and careful loaders. Oh, that is so good to hear. Yep. That is a that is a tough job to tame. So thank you guys for all that help. Yeah, and the and the tarp cable that's that's just working together. And I know we talked about it last week on the podcast and and some of the stuff when you guys throw out the tips on what to look for and things like that. And just a little reminder: make sure you guys let off that tarp button. We've had a lot of problems with them tearing the motors out of the tarps and stuff. So yep. minute it stops, let let that button go, guys. Yeah, and what a rock star, Jesus Varela, man. I, I actually saw him yesterday, and I haven't seen him in so long. I was like, wait a minute, is that, is that Jesus? I, I couldn't recognize him, you know what yeah. I mean? And he buzzed by the office, and I wanted to say something, and I'm like, well, shoot, I haven't seen him in so long. I'm not sure if that's him. So, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, if, if you're around, man, stop by the office, say hey. So, yeah, yeah miss seeing you guys. You're, I won't ever forget you. That day you came in the office with Super Dave and I, and went over the brakes on that Freightliner that you'd been driving. And God, I think you'd driven it for like a month and the brakes were all messed up and you continued to go over it and work, work through that with us. What a, what a great thing, man. That just, you just have no idea how valuable that information was and how you were able to work through the problem. And we're so thankful to have a guy like you on board. So thanks, Jesus, you're a rock star. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about it later, Dave, but there's a guy that's in tune with his truck and understands what's going right? on. Right. You know, I mean, absolutely. That that is so valuable. Mike Bortz wants to give a shout out to Mike Tafoya. Helped me with my mud flap last Wednesday, and a shout out to Alan Reyes and Vic Ochoa for stopping as well. But I would really like to thank Mike for what he said to me when I was having a shitty day. He said, "The bad days make you enjoy the good days even more." So, yeah, that put things into perspective for Mike. So, yeah. so true. Yeah, so mm-hmm. true. Yeah, I can give Mike a shout out too. He was working uh, Saturday down there at Union and we had uh, a little bit of trouble with one of the bulkers. And I asked if every, anybody was around and 
Mike got right on the radio and said, yeah, I'm down here. And I was like, well, do you, do you know a lot about it, Mike? Can you, can you help out? Give me a hand. And he's like, oh, I had a crash course. He said, I'll go, you know, I'll go help. I'll go check it out. And sure enough, they, they figured it out. And I told Mike, thank you. And I said, Hey, what's, you know, what was up with it? And, and whatever it was, it must've been something simple. The other driver just missed. And Mike was so, so perfect in his words. He's like, Oh, just, you know, something was missed. I, I don't remember how he put it, but he, right. it was elo- eloquent and he just, <laughs> it was, it was good. Didn't throw anybody under the bus. Yeah. Mike's a good dude. He is one of my favorites. Not that I have favorites. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if these are really shout outs, but BD, you want to talk about some other guys in the fleet? Yeah. Yeah. You know, mentioning Dan Pulciani's one year anniversary there. Uh, his wife is kind of fighting through some health issues and stuff and, Dan, our thoughts and prayers are with you. It sounds like you're going to kind of have a uphill battle here a little bit, and we're all thinking of you and pulling for you, and we know you got it in you to help her out, and you'll get through this. So, yep. yeah, or we're thinking of you, man. Anything we can do, let us know. Yep. Anybody else out there want to text Dan or tell him you're thinking of him? He's got a, got some stuff he's got to get, get through with his wife, and hopefully all things are better and she gets healthy soon. Yep, definitely be praying for your, your wife, Susie, Dan, and – if you need anything, just say the word, buddy. Yeah, definitely. If you need anything, right, you guys? Yep. I mean, we're we're here. We can we can help. I did ask him, and he's got a pretty good support system. But good could always good. use more. So. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah, and I know you guys. We sent out a bamboo about it, and I just wanted to touch on it right quickly because I know it's pretty emotional for a lot of people. But just our thoughts and prayers for Sergio and his family out there. And I know you guys that read the bamboo know know what's going on so that's that's just prayers and lots of love yep same thing sergio prayers and if you need anything just just say the word we love you man absolutely yeah good point yep anything you or your family needs yep Yep. all right getting into the discussion i know uh plan 12 has night pours all this week but i did they have one last night it, it didn't look like it went. I don't know. I didn't ask. Did you ask Dispatch Dave if it went, if they I, found out? I, I didn't get that I'm far. just assuming it went because half the rock was used. Okay. So that's my guess. There we go. Yeah. Maybe instead of 1,200, it was 800 or something, Jim. I yeah. thought they were down at 50% when we left last night. So. If, oh, okay. Uh, Could be. I, yeah. I didn't hear that. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. The reason that we want to tell you about Night Pours is to just give you a heads up, right? So we only have a certain amount of time to work through the day. Well, once we go home, the plant's still using materials, so it's really important to get that extra load at the end of the day and help everybody out, be a team player. Yeah, we actually, it wasn't until we started through this process at this time last year or a little sooner in the year, they started a bunch of night pours, but it finally dawned on us after two or three days that, wait a minute, we need to do two days' worth of work in one day. Right. Because they're pouring all day and pouring all night. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, they were kind of wiped out. Say they started on a Monday and by Wednesday they were literally out of material. And we're like, why aren't we keeping up? There's just a little, a couple night pours, you know. And then it was like, wait a minute. Instead of, <laughs> you know, 40 loads of rock and 40 loads of sand, we need 80 loads of rock and 80 loads of sand. And the pea gravel and the squeegee and, I mean, everything just doubled. I mean, it was quantified. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, we started calling it after hours. What are you doing at <laughs> yeah. after hours when we can't deliver anything? Right. Well, we're doing 1,200 yards. Well, that's the same thing you were doing during the day, you know, right. during the hours. Yeah. yeah. It's, I explained to everybody, too, you got to remember 
one yard of concrete, which is a standard measure. It's one yard square and four inches deep. Takes 1.5 tons of aggregate. That's a lot. Yeah. And so when you multiply one yard times a thousand or two thousand, and you know add in how many loads that's going to be for each driver, and then the drivers say, "Well, they're full. They don't need any more loads." Well, yeah, they do because they've got another thousand yards to pour. So it's the yeah. numbers are big. Yeah, and it's it's a tough. You know, you can't put all the trucks over there all at the one time to cover that night and that day pour when you we have our other customers or not same customer but other plants that we're trying to get all their material to also make sure they're set for the day so we can run a, lo- a load you know in the afternoon and it might be all the trucks running that load in the afternoon so things are covered mm-hmm. you know it's it's a it's a lot for dispatch and you guys do a really good job of jumping in there and and helping out you guys preloads and late loads and all that kind of stuff so just just hang in there. It is the season, you guys. Yeah, and just to throw volume perspectives at those numbers, when they have a 1,500-yard day, that's 2,250 tons of material they need, or that's equivalent to 90 25-ton loads. So on just a normal 1,500-yard day, we've got to get 45 loads of sand and 45 loads of rock in there, 90 loads altogether. Then if they do another 1,500-yard night pour, that just doubled. We've got to get 180 loads in there a day. So that's 90 loads of sand and 90 loads of rock on top of the pea gravel or squeegee or whatnot. So crazy numbers when you look at volumes like that. I mean, it is it is staggering. So mm-hmm. there's, there's going to be a good chance. And all that work is out east on all these massive warehouses out there between like the Tower Road and 470. I mean, it's just becoming a massive industrial park out there, which... We're happy to be a part of and help build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it could be a little. I don't want to say stressful. Maybe a good stress, but to make sure those guys are full at night to have enough for the night pour. Yeah, right. So we got to make sure we don't fall behind during the day. But then to come into the morning where it's like, oh wow, we need to catch up again because right. they got another night pour. It's just a, a vicious cycle. We get it done every time, but we need full participation. Yeah, yeah. We've had the question asked several times over the years. You know, and we just had it here a couple months ago. What have you helped build? And we talk about that stuff. And well, last year we built the massive Lowe's warehouse out there, not a Lowe's store, the Lowe's warehouse. They also did a uh, uh, another Amazon warehouse. And then what, what was the third one, Jim? Do you remember? I, I, it was I, like the first one they started with for the year, and I can't remember. Yeah, was it? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I was just as you were going over that, Dave. I was just thinking though, because they. We just had lunch with Brandon last week, and they're they're close to finishing up. We paved basically, or brought all the material down to pave from Colorado Springs to Castle or Castle Rock, or vice versa, Castle Rock to the Springs. Yeah, you guys brought all that material for all that paving down. Yeah, there. for the gap. Yeah, for the gap. So there's a there's another project you guys were involved in. Yeah. Nice. Jim, what can we do to help save our transmissions? Yeah, guys, kind of like the, wanted to discuss the transmissions, kind of like the tarps and stuff as, as we learn about new things we purchase or new things we try or, or when, we, when we get new things. And almost all the time, they're just so much better, but they all have their operating procedures. And we're finding with the transmissions and stuff is, let's, let's say you're in a manual transmission and you pull into the pit and you, you're not setting your brakes, you know, you, you don't have to, but you're in the line. 
and you're in a manual transmission, a, a stick, are you going to hold your foot down on that clutch while you sit there for, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes to wait for the trucks to move out of your way and get loaded? Probably not because your, your clutch foot's just going to get tired and you got that, you know, that whole system depressed inside the transmission. That's the same thing for the automatic transmissions. When you pull up and just hold your foot on the brake and don't put it in neutral, that transmission's having to hold your clutch open the whole time while you sit there and it can heat up and it's it's just a lot of work. So we're kind of been preaching a little bit. When you're sitting there, brake set, brake's not set, you're holding on your, your foot brake, just throw the truck in neutral. Let it, just like you would if you're driving a manual transmission. Put the truck in neutral, then when it's ready to go, you know, step back on the brake, put it in drive and move. <clears throat> and then the other thing we kind of wanted to talk about was once you get loaded or, or, or anytime, even when you're pulling away from a light or something like that, sometimes the trucks aren't defaulting, the transmissions aren't defaulting what, what we think's low enough. You know, they'll, they'll go ahead and pull the load and leave the light or leave the pit, but knock that transmission down to first or second gear or, you know, just like you would if you were driving a regular transmission, a standard transmission, you put it in first gear to go. You know, you don't start off in fourth when you, when you could, but yeah, just a couple pointers. The transmissions are getting old enough where we're finding out that wear is showing up and that's important that we don't do that. Just like holding our fingers down on those tarp, tarp motors. Absolutely. Yeah. Just wanted to touch on that, you guys. You know, I get the comment, gee, I've never driven an automatic transmission before. And, you know, it's so bipolar. Some people love them. Some people hate them. Right. But it's just like any other thing that you run or drive or, or work with. You have to learn how to use it properly. And it's, it's a super easy thing. Yes, you can just put it in drive and go, but it's different from a manual and you just have to learn how to use it right. And, and then it'll, I mean, and it's amazing. Yeah. It's like anything else we talk about in here, training, 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 right? I mean, one of the big things that should become a habit, even if you're just going to stop for what you think is one minute in the pit, I would get in the habit. The minute you pull up and stop, kick it in neutral and set the tractor brake, not the trailer, but just make it a habit. Don't set that pinch valve in case you need to jump out of the truck or something like that. Just, Make it become a habit that you pull up, kick it in neutral, set that tractor brake. It, it's just second. It's barely a second. So, yeah, and, and, great habit to get into. And it's all automatic. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Right. It's not like you're having to push in the clutch or having right. to move the stick. It's just a little switch. Yep. Yep. It's automatic. Yeah, when you talk about the, <clears throat> the trucks, Dave, I, I had to move Tina's truck um, <coughs> from this yard to uh, the West Yard Saturday and I'm just not in them enough. And, you know, we when we were driving all the time, it was a stick and the way they rode and they steered and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And to run that truck over there, it, it is so easy. And, and it's not like you guys have it easy now because you're still driving and all the traffic, you're still doing that. But that truck is so comfortable compared to having to, to shift and do all that stuff. And I went up and I, I made one of the turns and I was like, you know what, I'm not even... I'm not thinking about what gear I'm in, what, you know, that I got to change gears going around a corner or why I'm turning. It just makes it easy. You're, yeah. you're so relaxed and the, and the ride of that truck is, is amazing, you know, and the, I, I, 
You know, it's like, oh, back in the old days, you guys don't even know what it's about. You know, the trucks rode like shit and spring ride and, you know, beating you up. You know, it's just, yeah, we realize or I realize how much better that piece of equipment is. Right. Going over there, though, our roads suck. (laughs) <laughs> I seventy six was is a bombing range. I'm forty seventh in the nation, people. Yeah, think of who you're voting for. Forty seventh <laughs> in the nation. Don't want to get all political, but keep in but mind we're forty seventh in the nation. Right. Think of who you're voting for. Forty seventh in what? Crappy roads, Dave. Uh huh. <laughs> we have the forty seventh worst road conditions in the United States of America. So just as a quiz, how, ma- how many states do we have? Yeah. Didn't when say, we brought in the all the marijuana, worse? didn't our leaders say, oh, we're going to put that money towards roads and schools and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, I don't think kids are any smarter to the best of my knowledge. And our roads damn sure aren't any better. So I don't know what we got, what bang we got for our buck on that sale. But think of who you're voting for. Yeah. Speaking about that, you guys, just a little tip and... <laughs> I don't even know if you can do it because 76 was so bad, but try to drive around the potholes mm. if you can, can. Good point, Jim. It is it is so hard on that truck, the the shocks and the, just everything. There's nothing good about hitting any kind of pothole. And I, you know, I think it's the, it's federal was the ramp getting on just before Sheridan there when I was driving that there was a giant pothole at the end of the ramp on the federal ramp going westbound. I wanted to move over to miss the pothole, but somebody was getting on on the ramp, and I would have, you know, drove them off the road. But I was like, I think I'd rather drive them off the road than hit the hole because it was so bad. So yeah, it, yeah. it is mind-numbing. You know, every night we leave here and go out and get on 270, and you go over Vasquez, and you go over the river, and you go over the next little bridge piece there, and. I'm constantly on the shoulder. I go around all the holes, and you'll watch a vehicle in front of you just literally fall in the holes. And the cars behind you fall in the holes. And I'm like, why do I want to fall in the holes? I'm just going to go around them. But no one else does. It's pretty mind-boggling. I do, Dave. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's my lane. I'm going to drive through it. I'm I'm just glad it's not a cliff some days. Yeah. Yeah. I just hate it when you're driving along, la-di-da, and then you spot that pothole. And it's a little bit too late. You don't want to make any, you know, crazy, dangerous maneuver or something. Then you're like... You just brace yourself, and you're like, ah, yeah, yep. <laughs> I hate yeah. that. Mikey yeah. and I just saw a pickup. We had to run up to Longmont yesterday. We just saw a Chevy pickup on the side of the road going up I-25. Whatever happened to his to his A arm on the top of that A arm? It was broken. The whole tire was connected, and the wheel was on and everything, but the top A arm broke. And the I mean, the vehicle was practically down on the ground with the tire still attached. And it's like a good portion of that is from our roads. You just Vehicles weren't meant to hit these massive holes and hold together in our, our trucks. No vehicles were designed for that. They weren't, no matter how well they were tested. Most test tracks don't have holes like that. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, they don't test them in the 47th state? 47th Not in the 47th. Worst, worst yeah, state. Even, yeah, even in the Jeep. You know, the Jeep's made to go off-road. Not to hit potholes at 55 miles an hour. Yeah. That's the key yeah. right there. Yeah, <laughs> you know not to hit, it's meant to hit holes, go through holes, yeah. not at 55 miles an hour. You yeah. are spot on, right? Yeah. And just how often do you see that? All the time. Yeah. 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 Just, you know, I asked a minute ago, do you remember the three states that were worse in Colorado? But now I'm more interested, who, who has the best roads? Do you remember? I, they didn't go over that. They just said no. Colorado had the 47th worst, which yeah. I fully agree with. 47th worst. I'm trying to understand the 47th worst. 
Worst roads in the United States. So would that be, there's only three, there's 46 states better than us? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Okay. 46 <laughs> other states have, have nicer roads. roads. Right. Less potholes, Jim. Yeah. yeah. I grew up in Queens, so that's, <laughs> yeah, to hear that is a little heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's tough to, there's a lot of states better than us, let's put it that way. <laughs> huh. You just go to Wyoming. For crying out loud, they got the dirt roads. Are completely smooth. And yeah. You're like, Gosh, these roads are beautiful, and you know they have winter weather. Oh, absolutely. Freezing and thawing, and you know yeah. ice and and whatnot. So how come their roads are so good and ours are not? Hmm. Here's here's top eight best roads in the United States: Alabama, hmm. North Dakota, really, and North Dakota is a freeze thaw right. state. Kentucky, warm all the time. Nobody mostly. drives in Florida, Idaho. New Hampshire and Georgia. Mm-hmm. New Hampshire is a pretty yeah. ice and moisture. And yeah, it's it's very wet and cold yeah. up there. Yeah. I want to get back to a comment you made, Super Dave, about the automatics, that people either love them or hate them. The people that hate them, I want to know why they hate them, not just because I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I've never had somebody give me a valid reason of hating them. I mean, they talk about... Maybe in the snow or, you know, but you got your manual mode, you know. It's just funny. I think I even mentioned it last week on a podcast. Somebody on Facebook mentioned on one of our ads. They have automatics. That's all you said. Like, yeah, we have automatics. Like, so will so like, the rest of the world here. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a, down, yeah, it's, a bad thing, right? We got Cadillacs. I mean, yeah. they're like Cadillacs. That, there's a, there's a, that's. Heated <laughs> seats, air-conditioned seats, like. What else could you want? Yeah. When you said Cadillac, Jim, I kind of like, for a, for a split hair of a second, I was like, well, you'd never put a manual transmission in a Cadillac car. Would you? <laughs> would you? Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I stopped. Why would you? I mean, unless you, I don't know. I stopped buying manual transmission in my cars a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Like, why would I want to shift? Absolutely. Why would you want to shift? Why would yeah, you want to High performance sports cars are having automatic transmission. Yeah, they, yeah. Craig, yeah, they're faster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah, they you, take take they take a manual and make it a, an uh, automatic like what we've done. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it used to be the manuals you could shift them faster way back in the day, I think. Yeah. You yeah. Know, way yeah. back yeah. like when I was a kid. So that that would be the only thing that I've I've heard though is oh, it, I I can shift them better. I can drive them better, you know, compared to a stick to an automatic and you might be able to drive them faster, but that faster is usually harder. Right. And that, that just, it doesn't work for anything about the truck. You know, we, me and Dave watched a guy leave the light the other day and ah, man, it, stacks are slapping the old asphalt, you know, on the <laughs> other side when he raises airbags, up. Man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Front tires coming off the ground. Uh-huh. And my, Man, he's just hauling ass. Woo, looking good, huh. man. Looking I good. I wouldn't want to drive him better. I want a better truck to drive. Right? You know what I mean? Right, like, exactly. Yeah. Good point. In my phone calls I, I make to prospective driver candidates, I've had people tell me that the automatics are unsafe. Oh. That they're dangerous in the mountains. Wow. Uh, I got almost, and it was very hard. I really, really had to struggle to stay on the high road. But I had a guy say that because I have to list the reasons why we have automatics. You know, they're less clutch maintenance, they're better fuel mileage, they're higher resale value, they're more comfortable to drive, 
We have drivers that come to us with automatic transmission restrictions on their driver's licenses these days because they save a couple thousand dollars in truck driver school, huh. um, which I totally get because truck yeah. driver school is over five grand now. Yeah, they're but not anyway, replacing clutches on trucks. It's cheap, <laughs> right? They don't want them either. Yeah. Oh, no way. They're not better fuel mileage. I get better fuel mileage than anybody else, and I've driven 18 speed. And I was like, okay, well, how can we have 96 trucks and only 11 manual transmissions and 85 of those trucks get better fuel mileage than the 11. And the guy was like, well, those 11 drivers just don't know how to drive. And I'm like, well, I don't think you'd really want to tell those guys that because they're very good drivers. Yeah. Right. Right. I think the people that have that the automatic transmission stigma haven't been educated about how the transmissions work. Because <laughs> just because it says automatic, everyone thinks, oh, I don't do a thing to it. When you're in certain specific conditions, you still have to utilize what's available on that truck. When you're in the mountains, I mean, why not put it in manual mode and hold the one gear you want? The truck isn't reading your brain. It's not connected to your synapses trying to understand what you need. It's just doing what it thinks you need. It's, it's assuming. We all know how that turns out. Lock it in a gear, hold that gear, set your cruise. I mean, you know... The majority of the time, you can set the cruise now coming down the hills. It'll hold you at that speed because now it understands what you want. You've communicated with the truck or lock it in a gear and drive it like it is a manual transmission. You know, when you're in the snow and, you know, we talk about not spinning a tire in the snow. Well, that's something where you actually go to a higher gear, right? I mean, if you're bobtail or just have an empty aluminum trailer on, you bump up to a higher gear and you just kind of ease off of that brake just a little bit and try and get it to move without spinning. And yeah, there is an art to it. It's it's like any other craft. You have to learn what equipment you have and use those tools. So Yeah, you're so right. When you're when you've locked it in that one gear, Dave, or you're or you haven't, it can't see. I mean, no matter how smart the transmission is, but it can't see that maybe that other slower truck or that slow car you're coming up on or that the curve that you're about to go into. That's when you're you're driving your vehicle and I have to back up a little bit, Dave. When when that guy told you told you that you know it's dangerous, you know, I think that might have been the same guy that used to work for us that tipped the trailer over, and he said the material jumped in the trailer. <laughs> I think it was the same guy. I'm yeah. looking at uh, I got the fuel and energy pulled up on Samsara right now. I know Fred just went out of town. He's probably crushing it, bobtailing out. Eight miles a gallon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah me and Dave were. Is just that talking. down and back, Jim? It's the last thirty-seven hundred sixty-nine point four miles. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. go, I mean, that's an average going down. I know he's getting double digits going right. down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they get over ten miles to the gallon, Bobdale. Yeah. I mean, See? I might be able to fix that up, yeah, but, but this even, is from May fourth to May eleventh. Even yeah. just ten years ago, we couldn't have even touched that. No, oh, no know, way, no. Dave. Yeah, so how is that not better? Yeah. <laughs> how is the newer engine not better? The new aerodynamics of the trucks, the new wheels, the different tires, everything that they're going for for the fuel consumption and greener earth and all of that stuff. You know, and If you just go back five years, and these numbers may not be correct, Freightliner showed us a chart, showed Jim and I a chart. Here's how many manual transmissions we sell, and here's how many automated transmissions we sell. And the chart, it went back like over the previous three years. So that was probably an eight-year-ago span if you're in today's time right now. So eight years ago, they sold 90% manual transmissions. 
Then they had moved forward three years, so five years ago. It almost did a complete flop. They were to the point it was 10% manual transmissions and almost 90% automated transmissions. Uh. Well, Freightliner perfected that automated transmission and came out with that DT12. They're just they they have virtually three to five years of technology on Packard, which is our Peterbilt and Kenworth product, and we've seen that we have we have proof over the last eight years of that technology. If you went back eight years, I would tell you 99% of what Packard sold was manual transmissions. Go back five years, I would tell you 90% of what Packard sold was still manual transmissions. Now you look at what Packard sells today in today's market, and they have finally caught up to Freightliner and made that swap. And I would, I'm venturing out to say, I'm, I'm kind of stating numbers that I don't know are factual, but the last time they showed us a chart was about a year ago, wasn't it, Jim? Yeah. Or has yeah. it been has it been two years? A couple now? years, I think, yeah. So they've yeah. virtually caught up to Freightliner, meaning I would guess they sell ninety percent of their trucks with automated transmissions and ten percent manual now. Mm-hmm. I mean the day of the manual transmission is waning. I don't even think you can buy a car anymore. Can you find a car that has a manual transmission? I I, I don't I know. My daughter Allie, remember, she got like the one last one on the on the her little Subi is a stick. Yeah, and they looked at her and go, We're, "We don't order sticks. We don't bring them in. You yeah, know, this is like if you want that, you're that's just sitting there because nobody wants it. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, I once had a driver tell me a very deep uh, thought. He said, "You know, my dad." He goes, "I, I come from a whole ge- several generations of drivers." He said, "My dad, he drove a truck with two sticks." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I drive. I drove a truck with one stick, and he goes, "My son, he's going to have a CDL too. He'll drive a truck without a stick." Yeah, right. Well, yeah, like e- evolution, Crazy. right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And and I have to, you know, when you, I don't know, that unsafe comment, Dave, just blows me away. And you can look at safe in different <laughs> ways, but you know, when's the last time we dropped a drive shaft? And we used to do that all the time. Oh yeah, wind them up and twist the U joint out of it or the drive shaft. How about rear ends? We we hardly do that, Dave. And the ones we've really done is in the single drives. Mm-hmm. You know, this morning, not to, I don't know what truck it was, not to rat anybody out, but you talk about transmission and the where we get the full torque and how much better they are. We had one of the single drives pull out of the driveway this morning. He got on it so hard, he spun the tires, spun the tires out the driveway and, and left like a skid mark out here on the street. And you're just like, oh, my God. You know, it, for one, you just really think the driver can't drive. It just doesn't look good, you know. And but For two, you should realize Jim and I sit in the pickup for a few minutes while so many trucks are leaving the yard. <laughs> yeah. And you just, you can tell so much about a person in one driveway. Yeah, one, one drive-by, you see how they go through the parking lot, and you're like, oh. Yeah. We need somebody to ride with that person. Yeah. Yeah. Did they slow up at the dip where the sidewalk crosses the street? Yeah. Nope. Just slammed that sucker. Huh. Yeah. You yeah know, the... it, it's a little old school, Jim, and didn't mean to interrupt there, but you told yeah. a story, I don't know, years ago, probably five, six, I don't know. Time just kind of, you know, flows. Fly, flies it by. It sure does. <laughs> but anyway, you were following a dude on your way in or maybe on your way home, I can't remember. And he was driving a big stretched out truck with big straight stacks and... 
and you were behind him, I think, on the light. Do you remember the story? <laughs> I think I did. Where are you going? Yeah. Up yeah. On, hi- on Highway and, 2? Yeah. Coming and in? He was yeah. just going low and slow, and you couldn't see that cat <laughs> move an inch. Nope. But he was just taking nope. it so yeah. slowly between every gear he shifted. And to me, that's a good driver. That is cool on your stool, taking care of your ride, doing yeah. it right. You're yeah. in a truck. Not a Maserati. Yeah, yeah, big know. old. I remember that day, big old grain wagon. And yeah, he, he was grain mobiling, buddy. It looked, yeah. it looked good. Ain't Great. no feeling like grain mobiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. That truck was going to last the guy forever. Yeah. You know, but it's a, it's the same thing about being in hurry. You know, when you guys do go out the driveway, we have almost everybody stops in their personal vehicles and lets the big truck out. You know what I mean? We're not being, everybody. we're being polite. Well, not everybody. <laughs> they, they tried to crowd in. I'm, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> Jam, put me on the spot. Um, but when people do that, and then the big truck hurries. Right. You know, it's like, oh, let me get out of their way. What's the rush? You don't, you, you banged through that dip. You spun the tires because you gassed on it. You got three gears. What, it, that is that five seconds, 10 seconds. All you did was look bad, not, not better. You know, the person that lets you out is looking cool. Now you need to look cool. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a tough art. All right. You, want to get here, you guys want to hear a little bit more fuel stats? Sure. So uh, double of 56 was next at 7.5 miles per gallon. Double of 31, 7.2. I know those guys have been doing some bulker work, but don't they have idle time if they're bulking? Usually it affects it. Jim. Yeah. yeah. Next. Well, those guys don't have blowers. Mm. Which trucks so, did you just so mention? 56 and uh, 31. 31. So, yeah, so, they're so they're not they're, idling, right? Yeah, yeah. they must be running Pueblo. Oh, they're just shuttling. Yeah. Okay. 0061, that's Potter. I know he's been going out of town, 7.1. Next is 0050, though. 0050 is just a material hauler, right? Doesn't do anything weird yeah. or special. Does a lot of things special every day. But <laughs> but 6.9 miles per gallon. That's smiley. Yeah, yeah. That's smiley. Awesome. Yeah. That is smiley. Yeah, and there's a guy I bet, yeah. I, you know, Smiley's uh, character, he Cadillacs. He does. I can picture him. He's old yep, school. He's, he, yes. He's, he enjoys his day and doesn't get in a hurry and, mm-hmm. and gets the stuff done. I, I could see that happening. You know? I can hear but, him laughing about it right now. Yeah, I got a big old smile. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, and, and, and Jam, that's, I mean, that at $5 a gallon, that's good news, right? right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to touch on that, too. You know, we get, we've been getting a lot of these idle alerts lately. And uh, guys, you got to know that the price of fuel is at a record high. Yeah. And you spouted out some numbers, you guys, about what our fuel bill has increased uh, monthly. And everybody knows what they're paying at the pump because you fill your own car, pickup truck up every every week or week and a half or whatever. And it's we got to be careful about that. We need to pay attention and shut that truck off when we can. Yeah, there is no reason we should get a 20-minute idle alert for a truck in the yard. Hmm. The truck should fire up. You walk around, look at your lights, bump your tires, and leave. It does not need to run 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, you I know still... they build air faster than that. Right? I still run into people that... I, I don't know how this got transferred so ingrained in so many people. And I think it's from, from the generation prior to us. But everybody thinks the diesel has to warm up 20 minutes. And it has to cool down 20 minutes. And, you know, maybe back in the 70s, they did. Our equipment... You can pretty much fire it up. If it's got if it's built air, you can get in it and leave. Now, if it's 20 degrees outside, I don't suggest 100% throttle. 
when you're going up the street and the second you get on the highway, ease into it. But they do not need to cool off. They do not need to idle anywhere. Idle is the worst number one enemy yes. to a diesel engine. You don't ever want to let these engines idle. They are not they are not designed to idle. They're just not. They're designed as a workhorse, right? So work them. Don't idle them. That's not what they're made for. You know, I I you talk about the price of fuel, Dave, and everybody's in the same boat, but I try and get fuel for my pickup here because we pay less money than what's at the pump just because of the volumes we go through. And uh, I had just had, I had made, my son had a swim meet up in Fort Collins last weekend. So I made three trips a day, not three trips a day, but three trips over the weekend up to Fort Collins. And come Saturday night, I was, I needed fuel. So I swung into King Supers because my wife gets King Supers points for shopping there. And yes, try and it's, the, it's the cheapest fuel, right? You know, and sometimes I'm like, wow, I got 40 cents off because, you know, we bought $1,000 worth of groceries last weekend. Fe- feeding a swimmer, right, Dave? You're an yeah, athlete. <laughs> yeah. And, and by the way, look at the price of food because what delivers it? A truck that consumes diesel fuel, right? I mean, oh my gosh. So anyway, make a long story short, my light was on. I have a big tank in my truck. I stuck the nozzle in and I'm like, huh, wonder if this will shut off before I get full because of the amount of money. Sure enough, you guys, I put in 27 gallons and it clicked off at $150 because it wouldn't let me go beyond that. I still needed more fuel. I, it, that only brought me to like seven eighths of a tank or just a little over three quarters of a tank. That's how low I was. But I'm like $150 for your personal vehicle mm-hmm. for 27 gallons. Two years ago, it was barely a buck 25. Yeah. A buck 50. Mm-hmm. Think about the, that. That's the crazy thing, Dave, is how much it changed. Yeah. Yeah. Just not. Did I mention think of who you vote for? Could be. <laughs> Could be have something to do with that. Somebody, somebody needs to make some decisions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Help the Americans. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So good, great point, Dave. Good, good, good key, man. These trucks do not need to idle. You know, if you show up on a job site somewhere, you need to go find somebody and walk the job or something, shut that truck off. Mm-hmm. It, it's not going to hurt it a bit. It'll fire right back up. Let's go. Save some, save some idle time. Yep. By the way, that idle time will also help your fuel mileage. If you're into that whatsoever, because idle time is the number one killer of fuel mileage. Yep. Burning fuel, not doing any miles. That yep. equals bad fuel mileage. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we can kind of kind of lead into it, not to not to take away from you hosting it, Jam, but t- time management and oh, yeah. and <laughs> if you're not loading in 15 minutes, give a call. What are you usually doing if you're time managing and you're not getting loaded in in 15 minutes? You're could be idling. Could be idling, right? Yeah, so, be. yeah, we need to we need to talk about that. I don't know. Anybody want to take the the time management? I mean, I'll kick it off, and I'm sure you guys will have plenty to say. So, if anybody doesn't know what time manage means, God bless you because you're not doing it. But time managing is basically, let's say you have time to get two more loads in a day. Well, you go get loaded, and then you either a sit in the tarpon area once you get loaded for. 20, 30, 45 minutes, an hour. With the truck running. With the truck running, potentially, right? Yeah. yeah. Just burning time so that when you go down to deliver due load to plant two or 12 or wherever, and you call dispatch, hey, I'm empty at plant two. Well, guess what? You don't have time to go get that last load. That's what time managing is. Here's the deal about time managing is we know who does it. 
You know, it's... Uh, well, the act- new Samsara is going to be amazing. <clears throat> We're going to be able to print that list. Yeah, so And I be mean, like, oh... We have alerts set up. Winner. Yeah, we have alerts set up for geofences, or we have alerts set up just for your truck being stopped for a certain amount of time. And we know who does it. And I get it. Hey, you know, if you're having a day where you just don't have an Inya, you just don't have an Inya. But when you see the same guy parked every day for 30 minutes in the same place. Yeah, between 1 and 2.30. Between, yeah. It's that's, like, that's not lunch. That's not lunch, man. <laughs> there yeah, isn't a driver I, here that eats lunch that starts at 5 a.m. between 1 and 2.30. Right. Yeah, that lunch, you're, you're that lunch was gone well before you hit yeah. double digits in the day, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. We want you to take a break. We want you to take 30 minutes when appropriate, right. and it's a break for the day, not always at yeah. 2 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, and then it'll be the same guys, oh, I'm not making any money. Well, if you weren't time managing it at the end of the day, you would because yeah. – one extra load around here means ten to thirteen grand a year. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. You should say that again, uh, Jam. Closer to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> a little louder for the people in the back. Yeah. yeah. The back row. One extra load a day around here equals ten to thirteen thousand dollars a year. Wow. So if you want to sit and burn time at the end of the day and not have a decent paycheck, I mean that's on you. And yeah. and the thing is, you guys, and you know, we all talk about it is. That ten to thirteen thousand dollars, you're already in the truck. Right. You're already yeah. out someplace. You're not in your home. You're not in the yard. You're not any. You're still stuck in that truck. Why don't you just drive it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. Same thing. I mean, we we do encourage you to take your break. I know, and I don't mind speaking on this stuff because I did it. Yeah. You know, I was a driver. I did it. I did not time manage. I didn't stop my truck. I ate on the move. I mean, that's just how I did it, and that's how I made money, and that was my choice. Yeah. Would I let my dog out of the truck for five minutes to go for a little walk and make us stretch? Yeah, but yeah. I'm not going to sit there while I'm on percentage and just not do the job. It just seems inconceivable just to me. For years so. and years and years, this has been a problem, and I, right. do, I don't understand. You're not making any money. Right. So then, I mean, there's so many different levels to this, but then you'll get a guy that'll be like, hey, man, I just couldn't do that extra load at the end of the day. Okay, so why don't you let us know instead of sitting there and hiding out? That doesn't look good for you. No. Communicate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe we can make it a preload. Maybe we can Maybe we can send you someplace a little closer right. so you're not so late. We, we get that, but just, just parking just doesn't fit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, parking, feet up on the chair next to you, watching TikTok videos at the end of the day instead of getting a load. It just doesn't feel good to us. You and, know. And everybody in this room has done the job, so it's not like a bunch of guys who's never done this telling you, like, you should probably go get another load. We're the guys that used to go get the other load. So. Yeah, and it's all, you know, we talk about our job being so seasonal, too, and, you know, we've all, just like you mentioned, Jim, we hear people complain about what they make, but right now... We got to get it done. And it's also not fair to your other coworkers, you know, your other teammates, your other right. family members, because they're having to go get it done. They're seeing, hey, Linda just called. Dale just called. We need some extra material to plant 12 because we're doing night pours, but I'm parked over here just doing my thing so I don't have to go get another load. Right. Yeah. Not, yeah. We can, we can all be better, you guys. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That segment went better than I thought it would. That's because you didn't have anything to say. 
<laughs> you sure you don't want to chime in right now? <laughs> Is my finger bleeding? Because I'm chewing on it. Hey, uh, uh, <laughs> I'll change the subject a little bit then. <laughs> I just got a note here, you guys, um, on my stuff. Uh, looks like the Axon taking pictures of the tickets. That kind of stuff is really going well. Uh, I want to thank everybody. Last week we got a report from Joanne. I think we had three drivers uh, that were able to look at their settlements, found some mistakes, got a hold of Joanne. We got it fixed. Um, Something, though, that's come up with you guys taking pictures, could you guys please make sure that the pictures are of the tickets and not other things, the dash, you know, I'll mention the dash, but you know, I'm sure we get a knee in it. And then we've also had a little little problem with comments being written on tickets and pictures being taken of them. And a complaint letter on Axon? Uh, not really a complaint letter. Well, I guess you can call it a complaint letter to be to be nice, Jam. But Steve yeah, it's just selfie? if you if you have something to say, it doesn't belong on the back of a ticket with a picture on it because it's not getting to the right person. Right. And then that person is affected by it. So I think we can be a a little a little better with that with the pictures and the tickets high road high road yeah high road do we ever talk about that the high road speaking Let's... of speaking of pictures i just saw a super dave take a selfie <laughs> <laughs> i took more than that <laughs> took a selfie of you too took a selfie and a jammy <laughs> that would just <laughs> be <laughs> I, I was gonna call it a yuffie <laughs> i just thought with these new mic holders we have man does this rock in here now i'm telling uh, you it's crazy yeah. isn't it, it is, we need her like earphones next or something yeah. we, we look official huh it's yeah. just funny because we started out with two borrowed mics no i think one borrowed mic from Allie. we yeah. bought a mic we did buy the interface and a free software on a laptop you know i always joke i think i mentioned the last time dave walked in he's like we got microphones <laughs> <laughs> yeah we bought two or something huh, yeah 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 now yeah. now we got we're pretty official in yeah. well now we're talking about because to add one more microphone, don't we need to upgrade your interface? Nah, don't we to... need to go to an outer face? <laughs> that was Dave's picture. Dad joke. Was, was that better than my dad joke? This is called. I think so. This, this is called the H6. We need the H8. I don't know. I don't know if they. I, I'll have to look into that. Do we? I mean, like, if we have a guest next week, which we are. Yeah. We're gonna what? kick somebody out. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's going to have to be sharing. Yeah. Is that a teaser for next week? Oh, don't tell them who. Okay. All right. Don't keep it quiet. I mean, we could tease, but we're not there yet. Okay. We're We're not. not We're not there. Okay. (laughs) But nobody likes a tease. (laughs) Some people do, Dave. (laughs) Weirdo. Uh, Oh, man. You can tease. It's the follow-up that sucks. (laughs) That's where you get hurt, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to stop yeah. with, with the T's. <laughs> Did you want to, I know you mentioned it, Jim, you started touching on if you're not loaded in 15 minutes, you got to call. So one place that rings comes to mind is Arcosa. Yeah. Right, Arcosa, the wait times are there. The wait times there are pretty long. We had a driver say something to us the other day about, you know, it's just not worth him going there. You know, he's got to wait too long to get loaded. We're like, did you fill out a JFW ticket? Did you call? Did you tell anybody you were waiting? Nope. Didn't do any of those things. Yeah. Right? What we, Communication. <clears throat> yeah. So if you're at Arcosa or anywhere waiting to get loaded and it's taking more than 15 to 20 minutes, call dispatch. 
they'll either tell you a couple things. Either one, just hang out. They're going to get to you soon. Two, start your time, meaning start a JFW ticket because we're going to get paid for waiting and you're going to get paid for waiting. Or three, they're going to tell you to leave. Yep. So make yeah, sure to the you best of my knowledge, we have loads to haul. Sitting there, uh, number one, not being paid is not helping anyone. Right. Number two, if we're going to be there more than forty-five minutes, we need to just move on. Right. Period. We need. To, we got other loads we can go haul. We'll charge them for the time we we're there. I mean, dispatch has been amazing about our COSA, but it's an ongoing communication. Right. If you don't call and let us know what's going on, they're not mind readers in dispatch. You know. I mean. I bet you as a driver here can't name every driver here. It's impossible. Well, dispatch, they have the idea of what's going on. They have the knowledge of what's going on, right? But they don't know what you're doing at that moment, right? right. They can't remember, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah is at Arcosa. I need to check and make sure he hasn't been there more than 15 minutes. Right. There, there's no way that can happen. Yeah, cause- they, well, well, a couple things. One is... They keep an eye on it, but ultimately the driver's responsible for what he's doing during yeah. the day. Like, chime in, speak up. Number two. Be an advocate for yourself. Yeah. Number two, with this new alert that's set up on Samsara, we'll all know when somebody's sitting for 20 minutes at Arcosa. I, I was going to mention that, Jam. Yeah. We, you know, we brag about the GPS, we brag about the cameras and all that stuff, but 15 minutes goes by fast. Yeah. You know, and if you're not paying attention, you're not seeing that. But yeah, you're right. Then with the, the, the warning you, we set up, you know, that'll help everybody. Yeah, but we got to read the warning. Like, dispatch has to be in their emails. What if they're busy dispatching trucks or putting out a fire or doing something? So, yeah, we'll we'll get alerts, but ultimately your help is needed. Yeah, and, and kind of speaking of dispatch, a um, couple notes I had from dispatch also is with the Axon tickets, you guys, you know, first thing in the morning when dispatch is just humming, they're taking – you know, helping people with the dispatch. They're taking phone calls of things that have changed and all that stuff. And when you guys need an Axon ticket, you don't have to have it right then. If you know you can, you know what your load is, you know where you're going, you know what ticket, go up and grab it. Wait a little bit when dispatch isn't so busy and call in and ask for your tickets to be sent. Because you, you, you guys, that first, I don't know, couple hours in the morning, it's busy. Couple of hours in the afternoon, it's busy. The phones are crazy in here, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you can get your Axon ticket at any time. It doesn't have to be right then. Nice. It, it would help them out. You know, I want to mention something on the phones busy here. Our phones get so busy in dispatch that they can't, we don't have enough dispatchers to answer. And the phones roll over to our office or upstairs office or whatever the case may be. Nine times out of 10, when I answer that phone, it's drivers calling in. Yeah, it's, and the company radio is virtually crickets. There's nothing on it. There's nothing <laughs> happening. You've, you've opened a can of worms. There, I, I know. My I, box I wanna, is coming out to preach. I want to stay on the high road, too. <laughs> but we have that company radio for a purpose. It's a lot easier and faster to answer. It's a lot better communication. It's communication to the other drivers in case they're in the same scenario as you. Or it's a learning tool. Please don't spend a lot of time and call unless you're unable to reach us on the radio or whatever the case may be that radio is your your best tool if we have 97 drivers calling dispatch as much as we have them calling they're overwhelmed they can't do any job i mean we'll have two or three drivers at the counter in the morning and the phone is ringing off the hook with seven other drivers calling and and i know we're all in different scenarios but it's super fast and easy on the radio hey you know call dale at 
4.45 in the morning or whatnot. He answers, hey, I don't have my Axon tickets or whatever. It's done. That's handled, right? You don't need to pick up the phone. You don't need to call. You don't need to wait for it to ring. You don't need to wait for him to answer. You don't need to ask him the question. It's just, boom, done on the radio. You're, it's it's faster. It's better. It's so much easier. Yeah. Man. And it, 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 it is consuming our dispatch with phone call after phone call after phone call. So you know, I, I forget who it was like a week and a half ago. They called in to, I forget what it was, like, let me know traffic was bad or somewhere on the on the road. And, or I, I forget the exact scenario, but the minute I hung, hum, hung up with them, I grabbed the radio and I said what they were going to say. And I was like, hey, I'm just letting everybody know that was all he was after when he could have done that. Right. It, it just, it made no sense to tie up the radio or to tie up the phone system for that. So yeah, yeah, just think a little more creative about that. Think of the bigger picture. Think of how busy, you know, and when I say four people, we only have four people in there at a certain time during the day. Otherwise, we're we're limited in the morning and we're limited in the evening. Yeah. So to me, when it's the busiest, we have the least volume of people in there because we're trying to spread across that that time frame. And right now we're short Randy. You know, he was out, got his other knee done. It's been a week and two days since since surgery. He says he's doing all right, but he sent some pictures, and I was Oof. like, Whoo. Ooh, ugly pictures. I, I got a little tear from the little pain <laughs> I felt just looking yeah. at that damn thing. So, Definitely. Randy, oh, hang in there, man. I know you're a tough SOB, so I got faith in you, buddy. <laughs> well, I got to say, though, Dave, you just, you, speaking of Randy's knee being ugly, you, you just brought out the ugly in me, man. You just, <laughs> I got to go here. So, Uh-oh. when I call in on the radio, Dave, I can't call in on the radio, but I can call in on the phone and tell dispatch that load doesn't pay enough. Oh. I don't want to haul that load. Man. I don't want to go there with sand. I don't want to deliver to plant 12. It's too late. I, it's too late. I just don't want to do that. You can't make those kind of items public on the radio, but you can sneakily call dispatch <laughs> is that a word and complain sneakily that's I like my, that sneakily sneakily behind everybody's back behind the rest of your teammates behind the rest of us that are out here busting our ass and work a deal out with dispatch you know mm-hmm. i just I, that that part that part bugs me because most of the calls that i answer like like you're saying dave when we pick up or you hear dispatch it's to cut a deal it's mm-hmm. a complaint it's not just to go do your job. It's always a shock when you answer the phone, too. Oh, yeah. Right. That's, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, there's a long pause, guys. and I'm about ready to hang up or say hello again. And then they're like, oh, 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 Brother Dave, how's it going? Good. What's happening? What you need? Oh, oh, oh. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Ask I'll, Linda to call me when she gets a chance. <laughs> yeah. So they can work They can work nice Linda over. Yeah. You know? And I, and I do hear, I, gotta, I, I might as well go all the way down the rabbit hole oh, here. No. You know? You know, you know who a lot of people complain about is Randy, you know, in dispatch. You know, he, he's the mean one. He does this. You know why? Because Randy's old school and he makes you go get the load. Right? <laughs> right? Wow. That wasn't, that wasn't a button. That's actually Brother Dave. <laughs> that was a good sound. You know, but Linda, she's doing everything she can. She's the old softy, you know, and she's trying to take care of you. Randy will make you go get that load. So who do we get the most complaints about? Randy. Randy and we we see how it works you guys we we know what's going on and and we try not to make big deals of it but here's here's our platform to remind you we're 
we're working as a team and we're working as a family and we see those situations where it just it's not teamwork it's it's the me work yeah <laughs> yeah it's kind of funny jim you bring that up and we talked about this but uh we we talk about two positions here right this is kind of a twofold statement two positions here you're either a driver or driver support I mean, we've made that comment, discussed it several times, but <clears throat> what I'm leading up to is I had I have a buddy that works at Garney Construction, and he's been there, I think, 30, 31 years now this year, and they they have an annual event that they haven't been able to have the last two years because of COVID, so this was their first one. They fly out to Kansas City where the, where the main office for Garney is, and Garney actually flew 760 employees from throughout the United States out to Kansas City. They rent a whole complete hotel to put those 760 people in. They rent the whole uh, area where they put on the concerts and stuff. Convention area. Yeah, the convention center. Thank you, Jim. Uh, And they have motivational speakers come in. They, They put on these... Uh, building themes on you know how to be better and stuff and, and safety mostly right Dave maybe you're going there but sorry. absolutely I, yeah. I mean it's always about safety that wasn't the part I was going to bring up but it's everything is safety driven right just like in our creed we you know together we we need to be accident free but what I was leading up to is is some of the stuff that we're complaining about they brought brought this friend of mine up on stage as a superintendent and you know everybody that has a position at a company. They think they're the engine. And what I mean by that is, you know, Jim and I can sit back and go, oh, we own JFW. We're the engine. We're the heart of it, right? You know, Dave can sit back. Super Dave can sit back and go, well, I hire everybody. I'm the engine. If, if yeah, there's nobody if, if there's nobody working here, <laughs> right? right? I'm if he's the, not hiring, what are we doing? Right? I'm the engine of this uh-huh. place, right? Jam can sit back helping everyone and go, if it wasn't for me, Nobody would like working here. I'm the engine. You know, you can take Mikey in the shop and go, well, if I don't keep the trucks running, I'm the engine, right? So my point is they brought my friend up on stage and they, they called it a day in the life. And what they did is they went over, they had an HR person that worked there. They had an IT guy that worked there. They had the secretary that worked there. They had the billing clerk that bills all their jobs. They had the payable clerk that pays all their bills. And... They took that category, and then they took my friend, and they said, okay, Rich, you see all the people up here, right? Is everyone important to you? And Rich is kind of like, well, yeah, you know. He says, uh, if the secretary is not answering the phone when I call to get IT, I can't get to IT. And if my computer's broken, I can't place my orders. So i got to have the IT guy. And, uh, you know, if I get my computer fixed and I place my orders... I need my material delivered. And if the billing clerk isn't paying, or I'm sorry, the payable clerk isn't paying the trucker to get my material, I can't get material and I can't keep my job going. And basically he touched upon every segment of their business, every division of their business. And they were able to make it clear just in a discovery type scenario that every piece of, of, of that company is all the engine, right? And I guess we together are all the engine. So when we sit here and we talk about the time management, not hauling the loads, the sitting and waiting for 20 minutes and let your truck warm up at the at the yard when it's not necessary burning that fuel, all of the things that we talk about on this are are pertinent. We're all the engine, you know? And, and I guess it's it's imperative we all function that way, I guess. That's, that's 
kind of just my point. We can we can stand and complain or, you know, point fingers or, you know, do whatever we want to do or try and build everyone up and talk about the high road, you know, when, you know, a few times during this podcast, we've taken the low road and, you know, got down in, in the mud and got dirty a little bit like, this kind of sucks. This isn't right. You know, do this, do that, pointing fingers. And, you know, it's, that's easy. It's the low road. It's always easy to take that. And I guess, you know, to re-energize ourselves and go, this is how it needs to be. This is how important we all are. It's not about me. You know, I always use the analogy, you're always just there looking at your piece of pizza when the majority of us are looking at the whole pie, right? You're just looking at your piece. Is your piece cheese? Does it have pepperoni and sausage? You know, well, we want everybody to have a piece of Supreme pizza. So we have to look at the whole picture, not just the load you're hauling, not just the place you're going. You know, when we know plant 12 is going to need 180 loads for the day instead of 90 because they have a 1,500-yard night pour and a 1,500-yard day work, we have to cover that. We have to look at that and be aware of that. So, yeah, there's my soapbox, boys and girls. Yeah, that's the that's the good part of it, Dave. And, and we all can't help not being individuals and not looking at our own slice. But it does, you know, still on my ugly side, it does get exhausting when we're trying to look at the whole piece and that one person is just looking at themselves. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's tough to keep an attitude of this is a team and this is what we need to do together and you know it's it'll be better or it'll be worse the next day you just never know but together it will be better individually it's just not better yeah right. i i just i guess that was that was an impactful moment for me when i was talking to my friend about that and yeah. you know he said you've got 760 garney employees in one location we all break off into wings you know what i mean he goes I'm not going to go hang out with the IT guys because they're all hanging out with each other. I don't fit in that crowd. I'm going to go hang out with the superintendents, you know, and that's when you get to the point where, well, we're the engine. No, we're the engine. No, we're the engine. You know, and he said there wasn't one person in that room that when they were up on stage didn't complete that enactment of, oh my gosh, without each other, we're screwed. We are a team. We are 100% screwed. If we lose IT, if we lose the secretary, if we lose HR, if we lose this, if we lose that, we're, we're incompetent now. We haven't completed our job. And it's, he said it was just impactful when you had a, you know, 760 people nodding their heads like, oh, my God, we do have to work as a team. Mm. Yeah, That's actually genius to yeah. have everybody get up and say, hey, this is a day in my life or my, my job. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because people yeah. don't really know what you do and what you do and what you do. and Right. It's all yeah. um, very, very important. Yeah, I guess we, I mean, Super Dave, you've been here so long, Jam. You've been in, in a lot of different areas where, where it, it takes everybody to get it done. I think we realize that. And I think there's a, you know, you've really touched on something, Dave, where I, I think there's people that don't realize that. And I touched upon it last week. I'm looking at us. I'm trying to look at an, an analogy, just like you just did with Rich getting up there. But you know, the drivers here, you know, driver support and and drivers. The drivers are like the heart of a, of a person. You know, they're they're that they're that key piece you got to have. And everybody thinks the heart's the most important. But you know, that heart's nothing without oxygen, nothing without food, nothing without blood, nothing without everything else the body does. And, and JFW is, is a big body, you know, trying to, trying to ha- make that heart work the best it can. And when, when that heart's just complaining about everything, yeah. it's the heart, the heart well, definitely needs a brain. 
I forgot that part. <laughs> I, I think the big part of that too, though, you guys is, and every one of us are guilty of it. I'm guilty of it this morning in an interview we had. We are so busy getting our jobs done. We are solely focused on what we're doing at that moment. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not thinking of the big picture until it comes back around where, oh, we got to think of the big picture, right? right? We are so focused on, I had to get things done this morning. You know, we were setting up for an interview or doing this podcast. You know what I mean? We're focused on our task where that driver is focused on hauling that load and that's all he has to think of. And that's all that's on his mind day in, day out. I got to go haul this load. And it's like, well, screw that. I'm going to take a break. You know, I'm going to sit up here and I don't want to haul a late load tonight. You know, so we're, we're jamming on that. And it's like, well, you know, so when you have to focus, you have to refocus on everything, the big picture, not just get stuck in your little picture. Right. Yeah. you, You take a breath, you know, Look at the situation. Yeah, like like how that however that saying goes, you know, you're busy chopping wood in the forest, but are you going the right direction? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you gotta tap into your resources too. You know what I mean? If if Super Dave got overwhelmed or I got overwhelmed or you know, we have each other to go to and Yeah. You know, we, we could read each other pretty well when we sit down for certain meetings, it's like, all right, well, <laughs> Jam's going to be quiet on this one, and Super Dave's going to be nice. Or <laughs> He's going to take pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. Moving on to the safety topic of the week, uh, we're talking about not using the e-scale up at Fry. Why wouldn't we want to use that scale? Because it is a, hmm, nice words, radios, you know, our own opinion. Because you can't get on the damn thing if you're loaded right next to it. Yeah, you know, I, I'd even want to go a little farther than that. If you're loading out of the C bins, just go to the house scale. Don't use the east or the west. Yeah, we both. Scales. It's too tight. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's funny. The next day, Saturday, after, the, after we had an accident up there, you guys, if you don't know about it, because if you don't know about it, you missed two bamboos <laughs> about it. But almost every driver I talked to, well, except for the driver that had the accident, they go, I don't use the e-scale. I don't use the e-scale. I can't get on the e-scale. I can't make that turn. Mm-hmm. Who tried to make that turn? Don't and, they know to not make that turn? Yeah, exactly. And, and the one driver I talked to, he was like, I was pissed when I seen that. You can't make that turn. I never use that. Why would you, why would you do that? And I'm like, exactly. But does anybody ever say anything? Huh. Does, does anybody ever spit that out? Is that in our training? I, you know, I, I don't know. And... You know, the the driver that had the accident, you know, because obviously we got video, you guys. It's easy to tell. He was also on the CB, but it is so... Man, the driver probably going to take this really personally, but we have it happen when we hit scales and all sorts of other stuff is never looked in the mirror. Never looked in the mirror one time where his trailer was at. You guys can't go around... You can't bend that truck any direction without ever looking in the mirror. That is the stupidest Trucker thing. 101. Yeah, Trucker 101. How That bends, I don't know if you noticed it, but it does bend in the middle. And when it usually bends in the middle, the back part's running over something, hmm. right? And if you don't watch that, God, I just, it is so, it blows me away. And even when you're going straight, you guys don't look in the, in the mirrors enough. You know, we've had, we've had guys run around with flat tires for hours. 
You know, so long the tire lights on fire. Do you think it smoked before the tire light lit on fire? Never looked in the mirror. You know, so I, I guess if we're, if I'm preaching. <laughs> I'm just laughing, Jim, because you mentioned smoke and I instantly always think of Doogie. <laughs> Smoboke, fiber, smoke, fiber. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. Right, that, that, lighten the moment, man. Right, from Fat Albert, isn't that where that's from? I don't, it is. I think yeah. so, yeah. From just, Fat Albert, yeah. Doogie, if you're listening, man, sorry, dude. I got to throw that out there. But yeah, you guys, it's so. When we see the mistakes that are made, it's so frustrating because they're usually the simplest. You know, they're the easiest to avoid, and and you guys aren't paying attention. You're not you're not focused on your job and what you're doing right then and there. We talk about human error. Yeah. So yeah, truly a mistake, but wow, such an easy mistake to to avoid. Yeah, we get it's, the articles every. How often do we get the CCJ, the Commercial Carrier Journal? Is that weekly? I, I feel like, like we get two or three a week. It well, seems like a day sometimes. Yeah, when you're looking at yeah. the at the and they always have the they always have the article in there. You know. Did did trucker John have an accident that was avoidable? You know, <laughs> there's always you know, and then they draw, do a little cartoon drawing, and you know, they show how the truck. It's it, you know, they lead with like, should trucker John have been able to avoid backing into the dock and bending the trailer? You know, and they show this little mock-up drawing, and you look at the drawing, and you're like, well, hell yeah, he could have avoided that, right? Everything's avoidable. You know, I mean, ninety nine percent of accidents are avoidable. Very few are are not avoidable, right? I'm glad you're saying Trucker John and not Trucker Dave. <laughs> oh man, that E scale is a thing though, because I had a little bit of pushback. I sent that bamboo announcement out. It wasn't 30 seconds. I got an email back, and then maybe two minutes later, a text message. But they're like, "We we use E scale all the time. That's ridiculous. Why can't we use E scale?" I'm like, "Look, we just spent." I don't know how much, what do you think, guys? 15? 15 grand on that? If not more with the fender and the ladder. Yeah, I mean. We just spent 15 plus thousand dollars up at Fry. On a brand new trailer. Picking up rock. You want to be the next guy to use the A scale and hit some? I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it, and Jam, you're right because you, I, I didn't, me and you didn't talk about it, but you, you got obviously emails. I got text. You know, don't do that to me. Don't do that to us. You know, don't stop us from going to the East scale. And I'm like, I didn't. Fry's ask right. because they're tired of it. Right. We're not good enough. They're tired of it. That that giant- The person whose property has been damaged <laughs> repeatedly is asking for everyone not to do that. You know, you can use the same analogy over at Plant 2, Franklin Plant, right? When you pull around past the stockpile- you're going past instead of dumping on the west side of the Grizzlies. You come around the end of the Grizzlies to pull up and back up to dump on the east side. When you come around the end of that, there's a little metal building. Have we hit that building? Of course. Of course we have. We had a person hit it and hit it so hard it bent a wheel and ruined a tire. And we didn't even know it was possible to do that until we looked at how badass that structure is. And that's not an area we can say, oh, you can't go around the building anymore. Right? Right. So I, I think there's more to the conversation rather than, you know, this happening and saying you can't do this, right? It should be, if you're not qualified enough to clearly make that maneuver, you shouldn't. Or but, something along those lines. But Fry's has had it happen so many times. But when you look at that building over there at Plant 2, 
That didn't just happen one time. I mean, no. it's been hit clearly several times. Do we have lease trucks that haul there? Yeah. Are we not 99% of the carrier that goes in there, though? I mean, you would think that's on us. We can't, we, we can't blame a lease truck for everywhere we go just because they go there, right? I mean, that's a cop-out. That's, that's not true. So there's, there's just, I think more what needs to be said or, or, or discussed more here is the fact that you guys got to look. Like Jim said, that trailer bends. That truck bends in the middle. Where the heck is that trailer? You, you were taught to look in the mirrors the minute you turn and go around something. You're pulling something 40 feet behind you. You got to look and see where it's trailing. You know, what if, what if you were in a parking lot full of kids? Would you be looking? Or would you just aimlessly pull on the scale and go, hope I cleared those kids? Yep. You got to go slow too. He hit that, he hit that wall pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. He, he came into the, under the bend hot. Yeah. You, could, you could tell. Yeah, yeah and, and here I'll throw something else out, you guys. You know, all, all my years, I guess, of being a driving driver, um, you know, dad teaching us to drive and, and, you know, me being the boss's kid and not wanting to make mistakes as, as I grew up and I got better. You know, I always learned that the, the passenger side of the truck was the blind side. Why is that? Right? It, it's harder to see, isn't it? You know, and, or when you turn, you can't, you can't see, especially with a sleeper truck, right? right? It's the blind side. And I know you guys know where I'm going. Most of our accidents are on the driver's side. <laughs> the driver's side. The shack at, at the... At plant 2. Plant 2. Plant 2, Franklin plant. It's on the driver's side. You... Passed it with your big old gourd <laughs> when you when you went by your your eyeballs were, were were looked at it you know and it's like it's like pulling on the scale do you know most of the time what side of the scale we hit ninety nine percent of the time driver's side why don't yeah. you why don't you roll down the window and stick your head out hey, yeah. hey look I'm close I think you need a Snickers bar but. <laughs> <laughs> Change me back to Mr. White. Uh, oak. Yeah, you guys. I, it is so, we're, we're laughing and stuff, you guys, but. It's painful. It, yeah. It's and expensive. Then, oh, my God. Oh, it's so expensive. And here it is. The whole, the whole po- podcast almost is about the heart. We're just talking about the heart again today, right? You know, and we're, and we're talking about you drivers. And, you know, when, when we hit the scale up there. We, you know, Scooby had to get involved and, and, and a safety guy. We had to, I had to ask uh, Jesse. Jesse was big help, one of the other drivers. So Jesse lost time in a load. We sent Chris up there. He had to stop working on the stuff here in the shop, making your, your equipment safer and faster. Mike had to stop everything he was doing and get a hold of the trailer repair, stop, repair shop and have them stop working on a trailer that we already had in there for another repair that this one was more important. We stopped. The body stopped just to take care of the heart. And that's what's infuriating. And then on top of it, then we have to write the check and pay for the, pay for the damage, yeah. which does nothing but take away from you guys. If we wrote, wrote this description or this incident to uh, the CCJ, we could... Right John, in there. John Doe trucker? Yeah, was, was trucker John involved in an avoidable accident or was this non-avoidable? 100% avoidable. Just got to look in the mirror where your trailer's following you. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stop if you would have. You would have stopped if you looked. 
You know, that's the thing. We need to get back to basics. We're taught in school how often to scan the mirrors. You know, you're maneuvering in somewhere. You know, you need to look both mirrors. You know, we can we can preach that a thousand different ways. We've seen so many people when they're backing up, they're focused on one mirror. They never look at both, and you constantly have to scan both that's mirrors backing up. So common. You know, and we'll hit something on the other side because they were so focused on the driver's side or the passenger side and hit it on the driver's side. Whatever the case may be, you're you need to be nimble in that seat. You need to be focused on all things. You know, and we talk about it constantly. Do not be on that CB when you were pulling on a scale. We've asked all our trainers to teach that. We've we've went over that. That's where every one of our accidents happen, not at the quarry, at the other pits. We inevitably hit the driver's side because when we're pulling on the scale, we lean forward, take our right hand and reach up to grab that microphone to talk on the scale, to talk to the scale and let them know what we're doing. And inevitably that left hand grabs that wheel and pulls it down towards your belly, runs us over to the driver's side and we hit the scale almost inevitably every time. I think only twice in the last five years have we hit the passenger side of the truck on a scale. So yeah, it's ah, everything we do. Every move we make is there's there's repercussion to everything we do, and you need to be focused on your job. Yeah, and I I hear since I've been the feel like I've been the bad guy, Dave. You know what kind of bothers me also, and I'm sure there's going to be some guys out there that I offend, and and you'll think what what's up with that is wearing your hoodie inside the truck with the hood up that you just can't see everything beside you or out your your peripheral vision has been affected yeah and 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 i mean i get it it's a it's a thing it's a look it's you know maybe you're you're hearing everything you know you're supposed to have the windows down you can't hear as well either you can't see as well and once you get in that truck you know like dave said you need to be aware of everything you need every sense sense every available sense to drive that truck having a hoodie on if you pull it back past your eyes where it doesn't affect your peripheral vision good for you but otherwise it's like a blinder for a horse yeah you know and looking at for like self self defense you know i'll never have a hoodie on covering where i can't see around you know i just still covers your ears it makes me feel uncomfortable behind you not as well someone walking up not as well yeah and then when you talk about situational awareness i mean you need all the situational awareness you could get inside of a cab of a truck absolutely or or with that weapon jam or same thing yeah 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 bad idea so uh questions for the you guys good (laughs) <laughs> we're moving on we gotta move on yeah. <laughs> enough said yeah <laughs> questions from the audience paco hit me up on my way up here he asked is construction slow um if that if is that referring to us being slow i think jam or what does he mean like like he didn't, the he didn't construction elaborate. industry yeah. uh, paco for me and dave dave can help me out here when we've met with brannon um they have just as much on the books um, as they did last year, if not more, they're already booked out for next year. Um, uh, the outlook has always been positive. I think if you're thinking about are we busier, which you know we we're, we're trying to push to get things done, but you know the gap is gone. We've all talked about that, which that plant that w- was fed the gap, they're trying to get that plant opened up at plant 13. Um, we've also went over the stuff out of Fair Play that makes us look busy. That's going to kick off at any time here when they get enough rock on the ground because they had to rewash. 
there was some mistakes made as far as us being more busy. Um, but as far as construction, not that I see. There's bids going on every day on the computer for a lot of different jobs. We just bid some uh, pretty big jobs for fries, stuff like that. Right, Dave? I mean, anything you Absolutely, man. I, I, you know, I'm sitting here and, and just kind of trying to go through it and think in my mind for sure there's a ton of stuff going on. But there is that, that you know, I feel like the last several podcasts I've talked about the doom and gloom. You know, we are affected incredibly by our fuel. Yeah. And I don't think the world truly gets that. If you have it, it came on a truck. If it's a pen you're riding with, it came on a truck. If if it's a shirt, if it's anything, all of the food you eat, it came on a truck. Fuel is impacting the world incredibly right now. And, you know, I, I hope it doesn't continue to talk about inflation and stuff like that. Right. And, you know, it's a concern. One of the great things about what we love about our relationship with Brandon is they're not just new construction, mm. right? You know, <laughs> maybe having the 47th worst roads in the United States is a good thing because we did get some money from the federal government for stimulus to help build the roads. So Brandon has the ability to go out there and repair things that are already built. They're not just they're not just pouring foundations for new new houses, right? right. So if the new housing market crashed, we would still have work, you know, would they have to modify? Would we have to modify? Sure. You know, stuff like that. So there's, there's always a backup plan. We've been through, we've been through a lot of ups and downs throughout history here. And, you know, just, just the almost 40 years that Jim and I have combined, not combined shit, it's almost 75 years (laughs) combined, but we still haven't seen it all. You know, are there things that sneak up on us? Sure. We've never seen fuel prices this high. Never, right? Never in it. Yeah. It honestly, it scares me, scares me to death. But I, you know, I hope I've mentioned in this podcast, think of who you're voting for because it's imperative. It is imperative. So yeah. And a little little shout out to Brandon, since you're touching on this, they recognize that as a, as a company and and gave us a fuel surcharge. Yeah. And pass that on. And otherwise we'd be out of business without them. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and just to tip on that workload, you know, we talk about the things we've built all the time. Well, we've only mentioned a, the the kind of cool things we've built. We haven't talked about the things that have been repaired, right? All the highway work. I know we've mentioned because it was a cool thing that Brandon paved the Eisenhower tunnels last year and, you know, things like that. But the gap project, all of the road work that, that is available that can be he- held, you know, their contracts with the cities that they provide asphalt for and do their asphalt repairs and whatnot, very, very you know, inclusive here throughout the the front range. So there's a lot of stuff out there. Do they have a ton of new work as well? Sure. That's what every one of these night pours are, right? Yeah. That's, that's new builds, you know, but those, those are things that'll come up and come down and that's how it is. Right. Yeah. I don't think we're at a hundred percent right now either. I feel like we're still ramping up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. think Brandon's yeah. not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the fair play thing's going to be a big deal again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, balls are going to bust here shortly. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. Don't worry. They're, they're going to be people like, oh, I'm yeah. tired. Do I have to work tomorrow? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's going to happen because whether everybody knows it, we just added five more bulkers. So, and whether everybody knows that we used to get all of our cement here locally and between the three concrete plants that we haul on average, Almost five, maybe six trucks, if we were super busy, could take care of that. Right now, we have 10 trailers. They are balls out, taken care of. Well, we just put the first one of the five in addition. So today, we're running 11 bulkers out, right? 
hauling cement, but instead of hauling it from 96th and I-76 or down by Pepsi off 36th and Brighton Road or something like that, 30th and Brighton Road, we're having to go to Laramie, Wyoming for mm-hmm. West Plant. We're having to go to Pueblo for Union and probably starting next week we'll switch central to laramie so it's going to be everything 15 trailers can do to take up that market and fix that and and keep cement flowing into these concrete plants and that's just that's going to be a big deal it's huge yeah darwin just asked me about getting trained up for the bulk or two so oh nice nice yeah yeah Yeah. and and then fair play is going to kick off i'm they should be washing rock right now i should probably have linda reach out and see Mm -hmm. where they're at on that and I'm sure they'll switch us to plant 13, switch that rock back ASAP. Yep. Yep. But my guess is ah, mid-June. Is I'm, I'm kind of spitballing right. here because no one's given us a date. Yep. We're kind of winging it on, on averages, you know. So yep. we assume that. You know what happens when you assume. So I'm guessing. When that fair play opens up, guys, be careful. That 285 is a whole nother beast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that for sure. Yep. Yeah, we'll end up talking about that a lot, right? We get some... Yep. some uh, Crazy Late, la- yeah, latest hits, greatest videos. Yeah, I mean, we've had rollovers, not not us rolling over, but cars, you know, pit maneuvering themselves with using our truck and rolling. And, I mean, it's just been, yeah, it could get messy up there. So be yeah. careful. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Martinez didn't really ask a question, uh, but after last week with his Nipsey Hustle uh, quote, he was like, why didn't you guys read it? So I'm going to go ahead and read it. Long-winded, running through this life like it was mine, never settling, but setting every goal high. 1,000 burpees on a path to my own destruction or success, but what is a mistake without a lesson? See, the best teacher in your life is your own experience. None of us know who we are until we fail. They say every man is defined by his reaction to any given situation. Well, who would you want to define you? Someone else or yourself? What, whatever you do, homie, give your heart to it and stay strong, Nipsey Hussle. So, yeah, Martinez, just want to be clear. That's just uh, something Nipsey Hussle wrote about becoming better and yeah, being, being the best version of yourself. So Yeah, thanks, Tony. Super Dave, I know that's going to be hard to follow up, but do you have a high road, Holland? Uh, <clears throat> it's exactly the same. Wow, perfect. <laughs> I showed it to you earlier. You knew that. <laughs> Don't you have I just, a Tupac? I just, I just, I got, you know, he just well, sent, he Tupac. just sent me a Tupac. Uh, who? <laughs> Martinez literally sent me a Tupac quote too. You want... What's it say, duck? It says, <laughs> it says, see, you wouldn't ask why a rose grew from the concrete had damaged petals. On the contrary, we would celebrate its tenacity. We would all love its will to reach the sun. Well, we are roses. This is a concrete these are my damaged pedals. Don't ask me why, ask me how. And that is a Tupac quote. Mm. Wow. Super Dave, you could just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's all we have for today. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two pretty good ones, huh, Super Dave? Yeah. You know, we've been talking about making mistakes and, and driving your truck into the bins or uh, onto the scales and hitting the bins and hitting the scales and stuff. But why do you need to learn from your mistakes the most important life lessons we will ever learn will be from the bad decisions we make time and experience can be excellent teachers when you actually learn a lesson from your poor decisions experience comes 
from our way of living, understanding, and the adjustments we make. It also comes from suffering, agony, and ordeals we are affected by. Good judgment comes from experience, and experience comes from poor judgment. We need to learn from our mistakes so that we do not run the risk of repeating them. We must develop the wisdom and sense to make good decisions and choices. Good judgment will only develop if you truly learn from your mistakes. Unfortunately, for many people, it takes a few repeats of the same mistakes to learn the lesson. Good or bad experiences are what help us learn lessons and form better sense of judgment. Bad judgment seems to stick with us longer as a lesson learned because we really do not want to keep repeating it. Wisdom is the knowledge you can gain from making mistakes. Good judgment comes from experimentation with life. That includes poor decisions and bad judgment to ensure that good judgment might be recognized by a person and will remain a permanent fixture in their lives. If you have a difficult time making decisions or always blame your bad outcomes on others, then you have not learned anything. If you have not learned from anything, you will continue to have those bad experiences that will cause you to make more poor judgment calls. Until you realize that, you will continue to suffer. You can only learn from the error of your ways if you recognize the fact that you've messed it up. Too many people remain in denial and place the blame on others. The minute you take responsibility for yourself is when the learning process will begin. When you admit your mistakes, you hasten your learning development. Everything we're exposed to in life presents us with other valuable lessons. Not only can you learn from your own experiences, but also the experience of other people you surround yourself with. Sometimes these can serve as the most meaningful lessons since it allows you to observe behaviors from an objective standpoint. Growth starts as soon as you recognize your mistake and how to prevent it from happening again. Everyone makes mistakes in life. This is normal. But how you learn from them is how you develop your judgment. The only way to prevent making a mistake a second time is to learn. So if you don't, you'll be making that same error again and again. The lessons lie in the way we interpret our errors. If you keep repeating the same patterns, you can never expect results to differ. It's much more beneficial to face the mistake than to escape from it because it will never be solved by itself. Looking at mistakes and working hard towards understanding them will promote progress and insight. It's normal to feel shameful about your error that you have made, but you cannot hide. If you do that, your progress will only be hindered. Um, so the uh, quote this week is from everybody's favorite Disney movie. Oh yes, the past can hurt, but the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. And that's by Rafiki in The Lion King. Man, super. that's awesome. Yeah, so true. Super hustle. Yeah. <laughs> super hustle. Man, the dad jokes just keep coming. <laughs> Final thoughts, anybody? Uh, yeah, I'll, ju- I'll jump in, Jim. Go ahead. I have two of them now. So, Tony, you, you sent that last week and, and gave it to me, and I didn't read it last week because I, I wouldn't have read it as eloquent as Jam read it. And the the piece in here, and I guess I'm I'm asking you too, Tony, that you, you send that and and have you really read it though? Have you really read it? Because it says here, well, who would you want to define you? Someone else or yourself? And I know situations and call-ins and stuff, and 
And Tony, I know you've had calls into dispatch. And are those how you want us to define you? Or is that how you want to define yourself? And then not only for you, Tony, but the accidents up at Fry's and the accidents hitting the scale. And when we have different things like that, that's how we define you, you guys, is by how you, how you drive or your actions. Not that it wasn't a mistake, but if you look out the mirror, you slow down, you, you pay attention, you do your job, you know who's defining you? You are. You set the bar on how good you want to be. And I, and I think that's so important that this poem right here is, I don't want to define you. I want you to define yourself. I would be so proud of you guys if you defined yourself every day. And then, and then my last thing here is, my, my little poem is, only people who are not happy with themselves are mean to each other. And that's that's what I want to leave very with. true. Yeah. Right? Very yeah. true. Yeah. Right? Hurt people hurt people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you've you've said that before, Jen. That's absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Huh. Uh my final thoughts, kind of a quote here, and I'll follow up with some stuff, but move over, slow down. It's the law. When you see a tow vehicle, when you see a state patrol, when you see a police officer, when you see something on the side of the road, you not only need to slow down. And I'm not talking to what other traffic is. Be a leader out there. Slow down more. We talk about slowing down all the time and move over. Give birth to that. That's the the Ted Foss law is what they call it. And that happens to be Trooper Ted Foss, who was killed on August 31st, 2000. Mm. That was when they created the law after that. He was killed by a, a motorist that hit him on a routine stop while he was on the shoulder of the road that didn't slow down and didn't move over for him. Uh, just to follow up on a little information on that, since 2017 to date, seven state patrol vehicles been hit and three troopers have been injured. Thank God they're not killed, injured. Don't know how bad those injuries are, but uh, slow down and move over. It's the law. It's the Ted Foss law. So anyway, he didn't go home to his kids that night or ever again. I just express empathy for those guys. They're out on the road every day, just like we are. I know when we've been broke down and I've been on the side of the highway, whoo, any service call our shop sends our our shop mechanics on, we reiterate that. We don't care if if the freaking wheel is broken off of the truck and you have to drag it to a safe spot. We won't put a person in harm's way. Get that truck to a safe spot where we can work on it because the majority of people are not focused out there on the road. Move over and slow down. It's the law. Yeah, and I... I'm not trying to rob any of your thunder, Dave, but if you're the person that hits that state patrolman, mm. how are you going to be defined? Yeah. Soup. Yeah, Dave, that law actually says slow down to 20 miles an hour, doesn't it? it I, I didn't. I think s- you sent it out, Jim. Yeah. I, d- I did. I think it depends where you're at, Dave. It's, if you're on the interstate, it's <clears throat> definitely slow down 20 below. Yes, there you the go, speed Dave. Oh, okay. 20 Not miles below. Yeah, 20 yeah. miles below the posted speed limit, Dave. Yeah. But so 65 is the speed limit? Yeah, that's way too fast. <laughs> Four, 45 just doesn't sound good. Yeah, right? Have you yeah. ever had a truck pass you at 45 miles oh, an buddy. hour, three feet away? I, uh, I was on I 25 once and broke down and there was no shoulder 
and uh, a tow truck guy came to get me and the cars were coming by at 75 miles an hour three feet away from where I was and the truck died I couldn't it was back when I had the experimental C13 if you remember that <laughs> yeah and uh, man that tow truck guy he was quick he was I said you are a stud dude I said I couldn't have done what you just did he he did go on that on the traffic side of the truck a couple of times but he was quick and I tell you what he had that truck hooked up and we are out of there in 20 minutes yeah scary but it was scary said nobody slowed down it seemed nobody moved over and yeah yeah. I mean, it's on every stuff. tow truck. It's on every state patrol car. It's on everything. Yeah. Slow down, move over, give them room. They got a job to do. Mm-hmm. And what, what's it really cost you if you slow down? Yeah. 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 yeah, I always, in those situations, you know, if you have two lanes that you have available, I'm one of those people, I purposely, I don't get over a complete lane. I straddle the dotted line and I prevent anyone from passing me on the right or on the left. If that's possible, I could be given bogus advice here. I'm just saying what I do. And I slow down, so I'm slowing two lanes of traffic. And I'm giving the person in the right lane that may not be able to see past the truck the ability to see past me and realize what I'm doing and what's happening ahead of us. They'll see flashing lights, whether it's a tow truck, a cop, state patrol, whatever the case may be. I'm, I'm communicating with them the best way I can. Something's wrong ahead. Slow down. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm trying to get two people's, you know, two lanes worth of traffic to engage in that. Whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. So, anyway. Yep. Trying to be better. Yep. That's all we can do every day. Do you have a final thought? I just gave it. <laughs> We're all good. <laughs> this is awesome. My final thoughts are with Sergio and Dan just uh, – Thinking about those situations, you know, everybody just hug your wives and kids or husbands and, you know, life could change in an instant. Yeah. Yeah. We just had Mother's Day. We're about to have Father's Day next month. Yeah. All right, guys. That's a wrap. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Have a great week. Love you, everybody. See you.